Every week, Denver's own Real Nerds Podcast sees a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. I think sometimes we're funny. Yeah, sometimes when I'm talking, not when you're talking, not when you're talking. Oh, you know, it might help if you told them that we're on iTunes or we're on Stitcher so they could find a place where you can actually listen to us. Oh, okay, Brad. We're also on Twitter, at Real Nerds, and we have an Instagram account. Boom. Commercial, Brad. Cut. Paste. Upload. We like to have fun. Sure. I like fun. James, you're very bad at improv. RealNerdsPodcast.com. The John of All Trades Podcast is a part of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we, we speak. speak. Start the show! You have all made it! Coming to you from the X-Access, it's John of All Trades with your host, John X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the John of All Trades podcast, episode 180. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And on this week's show, I am super thrilled to present local music. That's right. Younger Than Neil is my guest here. And I say is, and I mean that as a band, they are a unit, but I have four of the nine members, which makes this the most guests I've ever had on a show, and it's thrilling. I was telling my wife, who is like the consigliere of this podcast, that I feel like it's been a while since I've done a show that's really loose, that's more unstructured, that has a little bit of a chaos element to it. And where else are you going to get that? but with a local band. You'll hear at the very beginning of this episode that we recorded this in Casa Basura, which is the loving nickname of the place where they live. So I drove out there, uh, you know, we set it up, and actually, before we get there, first, here's how this episode came about. And you can find this origin story on the John of All Trades homepage. There's a companion blog piece to this episode, and I will post exactly what I posted that got this going. I saw Younger Than Neil open for Mustard Plug and the Bouncing Souls, and what a great show. And I remember thinking, wow, these guys are killer. And then on that road trip to Grand Junction, my friend Jason put one of their songs on a mix. And I go, man, this I had forgotten about this. This was really great. So I downloaded their whole EP and I listened to it this one morning. I could not stop. I was like injecting it right into my eyeballs because it hit me right where I live. It was like pure catnip. How many analogies can I use here? Not only is it like super up-tempo really hyper-caffeinated ska music, which I love, but there's lyrics that have a lot to unpack. There's a lot to analyze. There's a lot to sink your teeth into. And you go, yes, this is my music. This is a band that I am going to adore. And so I wrote that. The lead singer, Ben, wrote a reply under that. And then we just started chatting through Facebook Messenger after that. We set up the interview and here we are. So I go out to Casa Basura and these guys are super cool. We're hanging out in their living room, drinking beer. Like they gave me two beers. Uh, you know, we went out back, we chatted after the interview was over and it was just really, really fun because it reminded me of one of the happiest times of my life. And that was working in college radio because not only did I get to be on the air and play what I wanted, but when you work for a radio station, you get hooked up. And I remember I was constantly just burning CDs there. They said, don't steal our CDs. You can burn as many as you want because these are free, but just don't take them from our library. And then there's concert tickets. And I didn't pay for a show for like four or five years. It was incredible. I saw, I felt like damn near every band under the sun. And I don't get out to shows as much as I used to. I mean, I'm going to be 37 years old here in a couple of months. I have two kids. I have a mortgage. I have a day job. I have a nonprofit venture. I got a ton going on here, right? But getting to hang out with people who are younger than me, who are making music, who are making ska music in 2018. God damn, it's a thing of beauty, and a thing of beauty is a joy forever. So this episode is just a huge thrill for me, and I can't wait to bring it to you. First, a couple of programming notes. I'm off next week. I am moving, so that's another reason I don't go to shows. I have all these adult responsibilities. And if you've ever bought or sold a home... Um, just know that the mortgage company is going to crawl up your ass with a microscope and that's not super fun. Anyway, the point is no show next week. Uh, I'll be back in two weeks and that might be a solo up at that because man, my, uh, my time is crazy. So in that time, what you should do is you should go back and check out other episodes that I have, particularly with musicians. I think about Vinny Fiorello, the drummer from less than Jake. I talked to him just a few weeks ago. Chad Hattersbeck, he is the front man of Goodnight Freeman, another awesome local band. 
And I got a ton of episodes. Just go to johnofalltrades.us. J-O-N of alltrades.us. 180 plus episodes. Some of them are unnumbered, but we're somewhere in the neighborhood of 184, 185. Most of them are numbered now. And just dig around in the archives. You can search by subject matter. Uh, I've got every episode tagged. So if you're into music, I'm sure you can find it through that. Great search function there. Uh, Again, 180 plus episodes for you to explore. All of them free. Download them to your listening device iTunes only has the most recent 99 episodes. Stitcher, I think, has the most recent 10. Uh, Would love for you to subscribe so you always get new episodes delivered straight to you. But failing that, go to the website. You can download them directly from me. So, J-O-N of alltrades.us. Now then, episode 180 is with Younger Than Neil. I've got four of the nine members. This episode is pure chaos, pure joy. You get to hear my theory on why Hey Ya is the greatest ska song ever written, even though it's not a ska song. So, a lot going on here. Younger Than Neil, episode 180, starts right now. So, uh, I heard you refer to this place as Casa Basura. That... It means house of trash. Yeah, I'm familiar with Spanish, but <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's a fun new language. So, I don't know if you've heard of uh, this thing, Spanish. El Español, if you will. Is that on? What does that mean? This is on. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it actually just means trash house. It a little closer. House trash, but uh, yeah, there would need to be a day in there. Trash house. I mean, trash house. Check one two. Trash house. <laughs> Those those listening cannot witness this firsthand, but you have eyeballs in front of you, and you can see that this is clearly. We live in a kind of dirty house. We like we have at one point we had eight roommates. Oh yeah, that, it, was, it, like, that was definitely max capacity. It, it kind of blurred the line not between. Really well, at I mean, any given day, it could be somewhere between like seven to ten people all living under the same roof. Shanty. Wait a minute. It's, so this is a dirty place, and you guys are a band. Yeah. I've never heard oh, of such no, a phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> We're really on the uh, how do you, yeah, how do you on the progressive the end of the revolution, man. <laughs> if they can't be clean in their living situation. So uh, when I was in Fort Collins, I was pals with a band called Plan B. Who, when they came down to Denver, they became known as Vices I Admire. Which, uh, awesome band, but their house was filthy. So you guys aren't even close to that. Oh, good. Good to hear so, Were they Plan B Rejects? or Plan B Rejects or Plan B? No, just Plan B. Plan B, okay. I know it actually is. looks cleaner than when I left this morning. Did you guys clean I wiped up in a table in oh, advance man. of uh, You have no idea in, in advance of the media engagement. That is. <laughs> to, like, literally pluck that singular Clorox wipe from the case is, like, that's a move in and of itself. Where, no, it's well played. I scratched my hand. Clorox <laughs> thing or what? Yeah. Oh. That takes skill. It was a journey. So I think this is actually the the largest episode I've done because we've got me, we've got Younger Than Neil here, representatives of Younger Than Neil, and what's crazy is there's four of you here, and this isn't even half the band, right? I think it's half currently. Closer. Um, I think we have nine total. We do numbers. have nine. Nine? nine it fluctuates. We forget apparently. <laughs> uh, one of them is on tour right now uh, with a different band. He's busking around the country. Is this your drummer? Our uh, trum- trombone player. Okay. Our drummer right you here. should probably okay. play the instruments. I don't, I don't have to. I'm a singer. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I take care of the instrument internally, yeah, right? Smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Uh, two guitars, bass, drums, lead vocals, uh, two trombones, sax, and trum- yeah, so nine. Nine. Wow. Uh, so when you guys are doing a gig, I've always wondered about this because it's it's one of those things where, like, if you're a solo act, if you're just, like, you know, guitar guy at the party, to quote Mike Birbiglia, you know, you're taking home all that money <laughs> yourself. Um, but when there's nine of you, I mean, that's got to make the margins pretty thin, right? Okay, first things first, who's this guitar guy at the party that's taking home money? <laughs> guitar guy at the party that I've met has always been like, okay, be on your way. Well, no, according to Berbiglia, he just wants the hand job. But like if you're a solo Balls act, right? Jupiter. So, I mean, let's say you're like Pete Yorn or something, right? Uh, and that's old as fuck. Um, I don't know, someone current who's Ed like Sheeran. a solo act. Yeah, Ed Sheeran. Sure. Right. Like if you're Ed Sheeran, maybe you have a backing band, then uh, then you're taking all that home. But 
let's uh you guys are nine piece you got to split that up nine ways right we so all of the money that we earn as a band typically goes back into the band i don't think we none of us have taken a cut of any profits whatsoever right um we pay out our manager um do we have profits i didn't even know no, there was such well, a thing we, as a when profit we get, when we get paid for a show like that'll go back into the band fund we'll use that to buy stickers to buy mm. t-shirts to buy right. assorted stuff or in the case of our upcoming tour to pay for gas money <laughs> okay i got you yeah it's it's actually a french word used typically by edm acts and hip-hop <laughs> artists profits <laughs> so, okay all right james that's the one time you're allowed to chime in all right, let's do a little roll call here. Like, who do we got uh, sitting on the couch? Representatives younger than Neil. We'll start to, uh, if you're listening, it'll be your right, my left. Uh, my name's Jeff. I am a guitar player. My name's Ben. I'm the lead singer. Uh, I'm Caleb. I drink in Younger Than Neil and occasionally play drums. That's, that's just a gift. Everyone in Younger it's required. It's not required. Well, we're all drinking now, so yeah. I mean, why, why would anything change? I'm definitely more notorious for my beer consumption than i am for my drumming ability <laughs> that's so not, not true not true. untrue equally equally renowned let's move on <laughs> shall we <laughs> so i'm i'm james <laughs> i play saxophone and i sing some backup parts younger than neil james writes all of the music that's okay fact is that true actual uh, fact pretty much uh i write I write close to I write close to music for people. <laughs> I write a lot of stuff without their permission, and then I give it to them and and tell them, "Hey, can you play this on your instrument?" And half the time they're like, "No," and I'm like, "Okay, cool." So like, let's make some adaptations, and they're like, "No, now I want to try and play this," and it's like, "Oh, that's never what I meant." But yeah, I I do most of the arranging, and okay. I write most of the, most of the music. Ethan, our uh, other trombonist, helps me with a lot of horn arranging. Gotcha. Yeah. All the lyrics come from Caleb and I. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this interview came about because I saw you guys open for Mustard Plug and the Bouncing Souls, which God, was, that was so cool. That was such <laughs> an awesome unreal. show. And we were talking about this before we got on mic, but I always make it a point to go see the opening band. And I always have. I mean, I when I worked at KCSU, I didn't pay for a CD or a show forever. So it's like, get there early, like get maximum value. And you never know who you're going to discover. And you guys absolutely like melted my face, which was awesome. Like you go there and it's like, sorry about your face. Uh, my, f my face survives. Um, it's all good. But, uh, Oh, this is our man. Alex just walked in. Oh, cool. All right. Alex close, close homie of the band and current manager of the band. Alex just came through. Hi, Alex. I'm John. She's also an individual <laughs> of, of her own. Yes, hello. Exists independently of this band. Right. But, uh, yeah, you guys absolutely crushed that set. And I remember thinking, I'm like, it's so cool that it's 2018 because I've been into ska now for more than 20 years. Like, I'm... I'll be 37 this year and I got into ska in high school. And the fact that there is new ska music being made is just so goddamn life affirming that like it's <laughs> thrilling. And so the, the fact that I, I'd never heard of you guys and I saw you, I was so thrilled. And then it's funny because I was on a road trip uh, with my friend Jason who actually bought your EP at that show. Okay. Like he's my best friend. And, uh, he put, like, we made road trip mixes because we're dorks like that. And, uh. Yeah, we're kind of a loser. It's a mix for a <laughs> Stop. road trip. Stop projecting. Your song came on, and, um, and I remember going, I'm like, I know this. Who is this? He goes, It's Younger Than Neil. And I go, Remind me who that is. And he goes, It's the band we saw before Mustard Plug and Bouncing Souls. I go, Oh shit, that's right. And so I downloaded your EP, and I listened to it, and as a result of that, the song In Our Jeans. I wrote a Facebook post about it mm -hmm. that you guys ended up seeing and we ended up connecting as a result of that, which I thought was so cool because how often does that happen where you, you sort of express admiration or affection for something that you like and you get direct feedback as a result of that. So Ben, it was you who actually wrote on the Facebook page. Can you talk about like what it was like to find that? Yeah. Um, so one of our bandmates took a screenshot on their phone of like, Hey, look what someone said about us. This is really cool. And I read that and I was just taken aback and sort of as a lyricist, like I, I've been a writer my whole life. Um, and so I've 
found that no one wants to really read a book of poetry, mm. um, judging by how many I sold. Um, <laughs> but people will listen to music and people will listen to lyrics. And for music to be a platform where, where what I'm trying to say still gets communicated in a way that connects with people was really, really cool. It was, it was really affirming that it like, like you, that you got it. Right. Like it wasn't just like, oh, the horns sound good or like, oh, like, I like this because it's aggressive and fast. It was like, I understand what you're talking about. And that for me was really, really a super positive affirmation and like a really cool thing. Well, dude, to that point, it was like a punch in the face. I'm like, I cannot stop listening to this. It was like I mainlined it all morning uh, once I had it. And I, it, it's like I expressed in that Facebook post. It made me want to both get in the pit and like write an academic paper. About <laughs> That's I think that's our goal. That's our new slogan. I, yeah, that's our new slogan. <laughs> that's you may be narrow casting your audience a little bit there. But I mean our audience is if you just don't this want, band. If you don't want to write a paper and get in the pit to our music. We don't yeah, want don't, you we as just a don't fan. don't come. Okay. If you can't write a we want an MLA. Like no none of that APA. <laughs> No, and uh, I, I'll I'll accept Chicago style. Oh, uh, uh, the footnotes, the worst pizza, and the worst yeah. and the worst <laughs> format of English papers. I said I'll accept Same it. I'm not going to be stoked about it, but Same I'll let it happen. Uh, I will. I will uh, allow a pass for Chicago style thin crust, like the ultra thin crust. <laughs> um, that's. That's great pizza, man. The the deep dish, it's a fucking casserole. It's I just awful. wanted to talk shit. I like all pizza. Oh, my goodness. I want to uh, tell a brief story What's about Ben at Old Chicago. No, by all means. Let's hear we, it. Uh, oh, we geez. stopped in Old Chicago the day before we left for tour a few months back. And um, Ben was not prepared to order his personal deep dish Chicago-style pizza. And the waitress, this lovely, lovely, lovely girl was just what can i get for everybody and everyone's just kind of like hammering up whatever they want as toppings and ben is not prepared he goes can i have cheese on it <laughs> it comes with cheese okay can i have a uh, black olives and green olives <laughs> and he gets his pizza and takes one bite goes this is really olivey <laughs> Dude, you literally just got olives on your pizza. I hadn't slept much that day, and I also ordered a milkshake, um, which apparently was a huge ordeal because it was like, oh, we've never, we've never turned on the milkshake maker <laughs> in this old Chicago. So they like blew, it's just like covered with the, Yeah, they blew like... the dust off of it, and they they cranked up this old milkshake maker, and it spat out this warm sludge that they served to me in a cup with whipped cream. And I was like, like, like after twenty, yeah, after all of the effort, the I felt so bad it. after all of the effort that they went through that it was a bad milkshake that I drank it all. <laughs> I just drank it all it was it was not good uh, nor was my pizza so much olive <laughs> well sorry I, sorry to call you out for yeah, that as, sorry, as someone not sponsored by old chicago in this band if you can't tell. old chicago <laughs> but, we need to get back we're talking about my words caleb <laughs> like i said old chicago oh, no. all right moving on so what's uh What's funny is uh, it was so cool to, like, have you reach back out, like, being on the other end of that because a lot of times you'll be on Twitter or Facebook or whatever and you'll tell someone, like, hey, your work means something to me. And if it's, like, a larger act, you know, they probably get a high volume of that and a high volume of dickheads too, which yeah. <clears throat> one would expect. But uh, to be able to hook this up and to be able to highlight your guys' work uh, is, is great. How long have you guys been doing this? About three years, I think. Coming okay. Up on three years, yeah. Yep. What led to the formation of this band? So, um, I had been in a band that was not good, um, called Cult of Scarrow, and I give it a They're lot. They're great. Of, Look them up. And he's, uh, and he's naming. Wow, I shouldn't have named it. Can we? Can we? Let's bleep that. Let's bleep that. <laughs> Don't bleep that. I'm kidding. Okay. Um, no, uh, I was in a band called Cult of Scarrow that I started. Um, in my early twenties and, uh, the name is derived from a Doctor Who episode mm. and, uh, we, we played like kind of sludgy, slow, not really good ska music. Um, mm, okay. and which is like the opposite of what ska is supposed to be. So after that band broke up because one member was leaving and I kind of knew if they left, another member would leave. And then I started thinking about, well, like, uh, you know, I, I can't, I don't want to have to like put this back together after it's broken up. So 
Ethan, who is our trombone player currently, played with us for a bit, left for a different band called Atomics, who were really good. I liked mm. them a lot. James was in them as well. Yeah. And then after both of our bands had sort of broken up, we Ethan liked working with me and I liked working with him. Um, I think he's a great trombone player. He, for whatever reason, thinks I'm a good singer. Um, <laughs> and we kind of reconnected and we're like, yeah, let's start a band again. So we talked to, I think we found James because James and Ethan had been in the Atomics. Uh, we knew Caleb because he was going to join the Atomics before they broke up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Jeff, I've known just for years because he's in a band called All Waffle Trick as well. Um, and I just liked his guitar tone a lot. He's a really good musician. Mm. I think we found a couple people off of Craigslist, found some people via like... Uh, s- several of our dudes went to see you mm. and as as the years have gone on we've had a rotating cast of different horn players different guitarists um and i think where we're at right now is a is a lineup that i'm really really excited about yeah um, you yeah. guys feeling good about it yeah we oh, got yeah. absolutely we're, we're pretty we're relatively picky um for being <laughs> for being a nine a nine for being a nine that nobody band. cares about, yeah. Uh, yeah, for being a band that nobody cares about, we're relatively picky about who so we let make in. Make sure that you're, uh, to, yeah, kind of the cream of the crop. Um, well, yeah, that will to, never to, to touch heard. back on what you said about, uh, like, you know, it's cool to get like, like connection and feedback. That's because I read everything that anyone says about us. Yeah. And if we, if it ever gets to a point where more people than like one a month are saying something about our right. band. It's probably going to become overwhelming, but, uh, <laughs> but for the meantime, I'm still going to read and connect and love everything that anyone says about us. So in terms of, I, I talked to another local band uh, a few months ago called Goodnight Freeman, and we talked about the sort of evolution of, of a band and, you know, you have goals, you have incremental goals. And when you're starting a band, it's like the first one is like, Hey, let's play a show. Right. And then, you know, like, let's get paid for a show or like, let's play a show outside of our hometown or, you know, like, let's release an EP. There's, there's a number of incremental goals that you reach as a band. So like in terms of the, the horizon for younger than Neil, what are the sort of immediate goals that you guys are going towards? Uh, immediate goals would be finishing our full-length album. Um, we're wrapping up vocals this weekend. We're doing gang vocals, doing a couple nice. of songs that Caleb and I haven't finished. Um, and then, so finishing the full length is our primary objective. Uh, following that, we're we're going on tour in July. Nice. So we're really excited about that. It'll be the first band I've ever taken on tour, so I'm really excited about. Where that. are you guys going? West. Um, so like California, um, Albuquerque. Um, I think we're going to, are we going to Oklahoma? No. Okay. We're not going to Oklahoma. Sorry, Oklahoma for the, for the Oklahoma <laughs> listeners who really were. I'm huge in Oklahoma. Really just, yeah. <laughs> really staring in their seats. Some um, younger than Neil. Are we o- just having Vegas Omaha? again? Ve- we're definitely doing Vegas. Vegas, Albuquerque. Albuquerque, Vegas. We got to actually. California. We played Albuquerque like two years ago and completely neglected to hit up Whataburger, which oh. is, that is dropping a big ball on our end well as uh, as someone who lived in texas for a year i um i have a negative association with whataburger just because i hated living in texas that oh much. same no i grew up most of my life in texas yeah. and i have the worst association <laughs> and uh so it yeah you you missed out but i personally wouldn't care i'd be more upset about missing out on in and out burger but that's where my brand See, loyalty okay. lies i'm gonna go ahead and my step dude. in no 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 <laughs> i'm gonna ju- <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to jump in and uh, defend Whataburger, not for the sake of their burgers, but for the sake of their chicken strips. Okay. I'm mostly vegetarian right now. Um, You're weak-ass vegetarian. I'm a weak- I saw you make uh, a steak last night. I was depressed. <laughs> I, was I know it was a dark... I know it was a watchful protector. <laughs> That's the oh first steak. That's the first steak I've had in in at least a year. It smelled really, really good. I was like almost tempted to. Break it was a mistake. Really. So uh, I am gonna quit. I also had a steak again. last night, Ben. Oh, so yeah, we are we are meat brothers. We're equally vegetarian at this point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. That's actually my favorite on ongo- my favorite ongoing Ben joke is when uh, I accidentally get served. Some kind of I'm a vegan, and when I get accidentally served, get it. some sort Yo. of like animal product of some kind, and Ben's like, "Oh, I've been vegan longer than you." That's like if I, I haven't eaten so a meal funny. that day, and he's had like accidentally like got some meat in his beans right? or something. 
for whatever that euphemism is worth. I'll throw, I'll throw some meat and James beans. Just, just the illegal oh, pizza yeah, employee I've, I've got been... like let it slip a little bit. Not a big deal. I'm not mad. And it's funny when Ben says like, that. oh yeah, I've been a vegan long yeah. time. Yeah. It's so every funny. Time. Every Hilarious. Time. <laughs> I'm fairly certain I'm the only like am I the only person in the band that's not vegetarian no, or vegan? No. Oh thank God. Have you seen Ethan? Ethan? No, I've never. Ethan seen is a monster. Ethan, Nicole, Matt. Oh, thank Solomon, God. You, that, ha, over half the band didn't, is not didn't vegetarian. Sol- didn't Solomon say he was like mostly vegetarian as well? Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Solomon's super new, but yeah, I Ethan please don't ever leave us. We are proud Ethan, soy boys for the most part in Ethan this band. Ethan really stands that. Ethan eats like a documentary about how fast food will kill you. <laughs> oh, like, my God. <laughs> we don't have to add any of this. I love him with every ounce of my being, but I just... It, he knows. This is that's not an insult. That's just an objective truism. <laughs> this is not a podcast. This is an intervention for Ethan. Ethan, we hope you're okay. Please fix your diet. Ethan, let's let's. Ethan, please don't, for my sake. Ethan, let's go to Momofuku in Vegas, so and New York. Many greasy little Caesar's boxes in my home. Sorry. So, Lata unpack here. We're proud soy boys. <laughs> we them soy boys. Um, what, what's the other term for us? Uh, I think Sad. shitty, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Unfortunate. Sad. Nothing that I'm allowed to say after high school. When you guys are looking to set up a tour, uh, for a place you've never been, how do you sort of, uh, build interest in that? Like, do you, do you look to get on other bills or like, are you looking to headline? Or are you looking to play smaller clubs? Like, how does that work? So, um, we're very fortunate to have Nicole, uh, Swan in our band. She used to play in a band called the AOKs. Nice. Um, they were one of the biggest ska bands. Oh yeah. I know the AOKs. Really, really rad people. And so Nicole came into the band with a whole bunch of connections, Prior to her joining, we were mostly taking stabs in the dark of like, sure. hey, can we come play this venue? We really want to play your venue. Um, <laughs> and having known, having gotten a chance to like play with other bands as they came through and building those connections, particularly now with the added influence of Nicole, uh, it's been a lot easier to say, hey, be like Max, we're coming to Vegas. Hey, um, wow, I don't remember anything else. That's the only band That's I remember. That's the now. only band. Uh, the Holophonics. Um, right. Who else? Uh, Matamoska, who we played with, um, like, like we once we've built those connections by playing shows with them as they came to town, and through knowing Nicole, it became a lot easier to say, "Hey, we're coming your way." Like, what do you? What can you help us with? I think I think that's a really cool thing, and it's funny because as part of this podcast, I've talked to people from all all walks of life here. You know, nonprofits, businesses, and what it comes down to is, and I remember people telling me this in college. It's all about networking. Absolutely. Right? Which is yeah. so weird. Um, be, and people go, well, how do you network? And you can't really do it until you just start doing it. Right. Networking you know? comes off as such a clinical word to me. It's, for me, it's just making friends. Like, yeah. I know that's what networking is, but but uh, without approaching it from like a business, like, I need to right. know this person so we can play a show there. It's more like, holy shit, I liked your band a lot. Like, let's play some time. And then right. like – stay at my house when you're in town like we'll make you dinner we'll let you sleep on our couches like and then you know getting that favor returned later is, right is, be like is, max slept on our kitchen floor uh I found... so did they slept in our hotel rooms in vegas also yeah them and <laughs> a couple of weird kids who i who were did not meet kind. by name at least uh, that was a fun morning on our floor of our hotel uh but don't oh yeah hey, it happens fantastic um, it was circus, circus. No one's gonna. <laughs> they say circus twice because it's really, really circus and full of pee. My dad used to call it the circus jerkus. Mm. So, oh man, we're going back. Jerk to LA. <laughs> they have a, dude. They have a theme park inside. It's oh, really it's fun. wild. Yeah, it's, it's the really coolest. Fun. So it's the coolest. My um, uh, it your your point about networking is interesting to me because uh. Some people view the world in a very transactional kind of way mm. where like if I do this, you then owe me this. Yeah. And it, to me, it doesn't work that way, especially with music, because I think about my freshman year college roommate. His brother was in a band and he was really tight, like when the punk scene was really up and coming. So like the Bouncing Souls would stay at his house awesome. or like AFI. He was like really That's tight so with like cool. Davey Havoc. Um, and they, they would play shows like in their basement or they'd like jam out and like he'd just invite all his high school friends over and he's like the sweat. Like my dad would open the door and his glasses <laughs> would fog up, you know, because there were so many kids in the basement just playing. 
And it's like a rising tide lifts many boats, you know? It's yeah. it's not you guys against other sort of up-and-coming bands. It's like, who do we know? Right. Like, who who can... How can we help each other? How can we all get bigger? Is I that... think it's especially important in 2018 in a ska band. Oh, yeah. Because go walk up to five out of four people <laughs> in in any city in the world and say hey do you do you know what ska is you're really bad at math <laughs> no i think your point stands uh no um <laughs> shut the fuck up not you caleb uh no uh but but yeah most people you say ska and they say what what is that? And then, uh, and then you have, to, and happened? then you, and then you have to bastardize some sort of explanation of like, well, it's sort of like punk rock with horns, but it used to be like reggae with horns, but right. also it's sort of like new wave with horns. Um, but like, keep in mind, there's a walking baseline, and that's important, and the offbeats, <laughs> and then you lose people like before you've even finished the sentence. One time, my favorite one was when we told someone that we were a ska band, and they thought we were a Scottish band. A Scottish like band, a, like a, like a Scott a, band. A Scott band. Oh, that's funny. Um, but no, that that, that they all, we also usually get Neil Young cover band as a result of that. I name. saw that on your Facebook page. Oh, not a Neil Young Still cover not band. Still not a Neil Young cover band. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what Ben is trying to say is there's no point in trying to compete in the ska scene. What yeah. people need to do is bring each other Cause, up because the scene is collaborate. Is, yeah. If you crush your enemies, then there's only one ska band left <laughs> out of two because you can only have one enemy <laughs> if you're in a ska band in 2018. Dude, but here's the thing about ska in 2018. Sorry, I'm gonna... I, I didn't realize ska was Highlander. Sorry, I didn't know that. <laughs> there can only be one ska band. No, there's actually... There's, yeah, we're lopping off heads. There was a really strong heyday of ska in Denver. Um, I would say like early... 2010 through whatever you know 2016 there was a really strong booming ska scene um and a lot of the bands either broke up or you know moved on and stopped playing shows and are on indefinite hiatuses like especially right now like there there's a good maybe seven that i could think of if i really thought about it right who are really good and really good friends of ours and really cool and i'm so glad that they keep helping keep it alive but you know there's no room for adversity or like fights amongst that well dude i i, I have no sense for how old you guys are but <clears throat> I think i'm the oldest 27 okay so i'm i'm like a decade older than you so if you go back into the late 90s ska bands used to come through here all the time mm -hmm. so like late 90s early 2000s really robust scene i mean that was sort of the height of third wave ska. Do you remember action shot yeah oh hell yeah yeah action shot was great squid's in uh well, he's not in the dendrites anymore he's in roca wicca now okay um but yeah uh action shots huge hero mine dude the dendrites hell yeah um fucking uh matt who um uh, Matt, who works at, uh, who is partial owner of Grape Expectations, a liquor store over in Park Hill. Really? Like, he's in the Dendrites. Like, Matt? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know Matt. Um, yeah, the Dendrites are awesome. Oh, they're amazing. Um, and so, like, here's the thing, though. So, when I was in middle school and high school, I was really into, like, grunge for a while. You know, Bush and Pearl Jam and all that shit. And I remember thinking, I'm like, I am not this depressed a person. Like, <laughs> I, boy, I like, am. I should go back to grunge. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm not this gloomy, you know? I want to see grunge, Ben. I remember I was going to swim practice and, um, one of my friends was playing, I think, mustard plug in his car. And I go, holy shit, what is this? It was Evil Doers Beware, which yes. is like yeah. one of the Classic. all time sort of albums. And I'm like, okay, this, I need more of this. Like, I, I need, I need this. And so he told me what it was. So I went over to the CD store. Uh, I was into the Boss Tones, Real Big Fish, Less Than Jake, Mustard Plug. And then from there, it was like, after that, it was like Voodoo Glow Skulls, Mad Caddies, yeah. Save Ferris. Hell yeah. And uh, I'm like, the like this is my scene. Kamuri, like... Kamuri is an awesome band. If you guys haven't checked them out, they're out of uh, they're out of Japan. They're so good. And um, do you like Haysmith? Haysmith, uh, I don't know as well. Haysmith is so. Good. They're from Japan. They they so came to town. Good. We gave them one of our shirts, and they and they wore it on stage. Fast. And it was nice. fucking cool, dude. So their, their sax player he, he goes by Psycho. 
He gave him one of our shirts and he threw it on and like jumped out for, I think it was Authority Zero that was headlining and Haysmith opened up for him. Crowd surfed in our shirt and we peed ourselves. Oh God, that's so cool. Uh, Like what's really, really cool about ska and particularly ska punk is that regardless of like lyrical content and like no matter how depressing and dour and upsetting it may be is that there's something just like inherently optimistic yeah. and particularly like communally optimistic. Yeah. This is like, I have a group of people around me, no matter how small or how large that like still believe in just having a good time, no yeah. matter how long that might take. Like that's, what's really, really cool. No, it reminds me of, um, one of the greatest ska songs ever written. That's not actually a ska song is Hey Ya by Outkast. <laughs> oh my, I cannot wait for this. this. That's my favorite song of all time. I'm, I'm Please go on. on. For, I'm already on board for this explanation. I'm, <laughs> I'm in. Because people misunderstand it all the time. Like, people are like, this is a party anthem and it's jamming. We're, you know, shake it like a Polaroid picture. Dude, really it's sad. about how Andre 3000 cannot find love because there's a whole history of, like, that, that he is fighting against in terms of you know, how, like how relationships typically unfold. And so it, to me, Hey Ya is the greatest Real Big Fish song that Real Big Fish (laughs) never wrote. (laughs) Because Real Big Fish's music is so dark. Um, Like at its heart, it's so dark, but it is so, like, it's so fun. And it's such, uh, like, the the face of it is amazing. Do you know, uh, what the difference between real big fish and a rhino is? Uh, a rhino has the asshole in the back and the horn in the front. <laughs> That's so pretty... we're never going to play with real big fish. Uh, I see. Well, <laughs> were we? Were we ever? I mean, no, but I will. Aaron that Barrett, like Aaron Barrett, Iota, Aaron Barrett. He's not. (laughs) And even if he was. I do, though. I do. Dude, you don't know my audience. It's Denver, Oklahoma, and Aaron Barrett. (laughs) God (laughs) damn it. I take it back. So, this show is going to explode. It'll be all over Tulsa. I really liked your, your, your. Your hey yaw analysis. I really did. I'm so sorry I ruined that. Oh, that'll happen. I am totally in on that. That's that's perfect. So yeah, I that mean, was the greatest song of all time. If you're ever having a bad day, literally just throw on the video for hey yaw. Oh yeah. It still it like it lends itself to your point about being like a deceptively upbeat yeah. and happy song because the video itself is so giddy and so just life affirming. Andre 3000 plays every instrument. Yeah. And it's like everything that you wish the Jerry Springer show could have been. <laughs> I don't understand that analogy at all. No, I, I got it. No, I'm, I'm right there. I'm saying that it's, it's only happy. Like the sound of Hey ya and the imagery of Hey ya is just giddiness until you actually read into what that song's about. And then it gets sad. Oh, it's heartbreaking. So that's, that's like one that's, of those many moments that I like to live in denial. That's definitely Ohana by Contender. Mm. Um, some of our friends are in this band called uh, Contender. And they're really, really good pop punk like definitely one of the best pop punk bands in denver right now so the point i want to make sorry two points one is that what's amazing comparing ska and grunge because that that was a similar time in my life there's still a ska subculture right you can still go out and find new ska music being made i defy you to find a new grunge band like someone that is out there actually making grunge music and while grunge may have burned brighter it's sort of just disappeared. Yeah. Scott, like big wave, you know, Boston's real big fish, that kind of thing. Uh, Goldfinger, no doubt. Scott, I really like how that could have meant two different things. Like you were just very, very certain of Goldfinger. Yeah. Goldfinger, no doubt. <laughs> Goldfinger and no doubt. Uh, or no doubt. Goldfinger. But, uh, that's really funny. But you can still find Scott music today. The other thing is there's so much subtext when it comes to Scott. Mm-hmm. And, I love that. I mean, talking about the Hey Ya thing, um, and that's what drew me so much to your guys' band. And I think I articulated this in uh, in that Facebook post. It's like there's like an unpredictable cadence to the songs that you guys make. And there's sort of uh, like an intensity. And watching you guys on stage, there's so much energy. But then there's this subtext of you know, toxic masculinity and, you know, fighting against, uh, cultural expectation. And, uh, the song is called happiest nihilist and you go, God, what a fucking brilliant title. 
And so you pair this, this really, really great and fun music with something that you can actually like sink your teeth into and analyze. And so the fact that you guys are doing that, it was like fucking catnip for me. That's awesome. Um, which, so, I mean, I, to that end, and because that's sort of right in my wheelhouse, I want you guys to be the biggest fucking band in the world. You know what I mean? I hope so too. <laughs> um, I think that's super flattering and sweet, and I that's that's really really nice of you to say. I've got you on your heels, don't I? Yeah, uh, I don't know what that phrase means because I'm dumb. No, you meant like, knees, like back on your heels. No, <laughs> not knees. <laughs> um, no, like you're sort of. We'll turn the mics off for that. <laughs> They gave me a microphone. I don't know who decided this was a good idea, but no. But like you're, you're sort of. Uh, I caught you flat-footed, right? Yeah. Um, I guess I just didn't like. I want. Pe- I want it to resonate with people, right? But when it when someone gets it, it's super cool and like I don't know. Surprising seems like I'm insulting the understanding of people who also listen to our music that haven't said the things you've said. Right. I'm sure there are people that get it and like, that's really cool. But like, yeah, to hear it like laid out like that is really nice. Is that ever a struggle for you guys? Because I remember I took improv classes and they told us it was with bovine metropolis downtown. And yeah, they said, I've been to bovine. you've been to bovine. Yeah. So they tell you when you take classes, play to the top of your intelligence. And so Oof. what Real that's low. really hard. What do you mean? Like we're not very intelligent. Uh, well, yeah, get, get, A, we're not very intelligent, and, like, me tapping into the peak of my intelligence is never, ever, ever on purpose. Okay, but the point is, don't pander. Like, don't don't go to the lowest common denominator. Fair. Right? And so, in terms of the conversation we're having, and pairing the music that you have with the lyrics that you're generating, in, in my estimation, you're playing to the top of your intelligence. Do you ever run into resistance when it comes to that? In what way? Like, are, are people, like... Are you ever frustrated by people who like don't get it or misunderstand like what your band's about or some of the messages in your songs, that kind of thing? Or I, does that I even come up? I really enjoy that. Um, <laughs> the best compliment I think I've ever received, aside from the exceedingly eloquent and kind things you said about us, like, no, I, I mean that. Okay. Um, one of the best compliments I've ever received is the first time that we played with Mustard Plug two years ago, not the one that you came to, but okay. prior to that. I met with the uh, person who was responsible for like collecting pre-sale tickets and like talked to them and was like, Oh, like, thanks for having us, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, and in my day-to-day life, I'm regularly like effeminate and I like to be kind to people. My, my best friend describes it as leaving all of my masculinity on stage and saving none of it for the rest of my life. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but after our performance, uh, <laughs> I overheard. You got nods of agreement on that, which was funny. As soon as you said that, everyone kind of goes, hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> after our show, the lady who I had spoken to earlier about the tickets was saying to the promoter, Did I just see that sweet boy from earlier rolling around on stage like an animal? And I was like, Yes, you did. That's me. Yeah. It's just, I love, I love subverting people's expectations. I love presenting like, I don't have to be like this aggressive persona off stage that mm-hmm. I am. Like that's performance and that's like that for me is it's half like I want to put on a good show and half like I've had a really shitty month and need to be really like I need to like punch the stage and yeah. hit myself in the face until I'm released all of that aggression and gotten it out on no one but myself. Yeah. When you said that, did you did you mean like people not understanding our lyrics or like kind of absorbing from a surface level and not like delving in too deep or thinking too hard about it. Um, is that more you meant? Possibly. That's, that's kind of how I took it. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, you, you can take that any number of ways. Yeah. I, I, that's the way I took it. And, and I gotta say, usually people either will dig deeper and compliment us genuinely or just not care. Yeah. I, I haven't had anyone open, be like <clears throat> openly walk up to us and just be like, yeah, I just don't get it. <laughs> I'm not that into it. Like, I don't... those people are outside smoking during the rest of our sets. So yeah, exactly. right. like, that, they're not going to come up to us and tell us that. They're jumping back and forth between our show and a recut of Inception across the street, just like trying to keep up with both things. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get that. I don't get this. I don't get what's going on. Is the top going to fall down? I can't. I'm worried about it. Who's who's to say? Are they three levels deep of of metaphor in the band? No, the the movie. No, we're third wave deep. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Oh, bad bits. 
Dude, I love nothing more than uh, than subverting expectations and surprising people. Um, that that to me is one of my favorite things, and that's again one of my favorite things about ska music. So, um, you you said you guys are working on uh, is it a full length album? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be ten songs, ten, ten track, songs, ten track album. Okay, and when is that uh, supposed to come out? Late uh, July. Okay, late July or early August, kind of depending on uh, how production pacing. Alex, you look like you want to say something. You can. We do have a CD release for uh, August 8th, um, so it should be done by then. Okay. August 8th is the plan. Uh, it should be done uh, while the band's on tour, um, so like local people might be able to pick it up sooner, but we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a CD release. I they shouldn't might, say that. August, August 8th is our CD release. June 6th is our tour kickoff. I should July say that. 6th. July sixth. July sixth. July sixth. July sixth. Yeah, I June was gonna say. I think we're. Gone. That was yesterday. I don't remember <laughs> <with> numbers. <laughs> but uh, this episode will be out in advance of that, so that's cool. cool. I, I'm curious about, given this environment that we're in right now, because the the music industry is much different. In terms of putting out an album, um, are you guys concerned about people picking up the album versus just do people download your songs, or do they tend to like? That has been a conversation. Um, yeah, I, I haven't really been uh, talking into the mic or thinking. I've oh, just been no, sort of blurting as <laughs> emerges in my brain. Um, no, yeah, we definitely want to focus on more of a physical release for both, I don't know, sort of like symbolic importance. Sure. And also the fact that if we do a digital pre-release, it will, in all probability, I mean, me as a consumer of music... If I see something easily accessible off of Bandcamp or Spotify or right. whatever, I'm a little more eager to just like get my hands on that. And then I'll probably get a hard copy later on, but mm-hmm. the laziness will also kick in. I'll be yeah. like, I mean, I always I can just like throw it on a, a you know verbatim or something. It mm-hmm. is. It isn't. I just is. name dropped a brand of blank CD. That's a unique yeah, situation. Wow. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pass the mic to somebody else now. <laughs> um, it, it is. It is cool to note that we are in like a better spot digitally to release an album than bands in the past maybe eight years have been because there are, there are now things where digital music, I mean, yeah, iTunes has been around forever, but people more are more likely to pirate something. But now with things like Spotify, with Bandcamp, the more accessible things are for people to just listen to it, like, and then decide if they want to pay money, the, the less it's like, well, I have to pay, 99 cents or i can only listen to a 30 second preview on right iTunes. right so i don't know it's we're, we're at a good point where like we can make money through both it won't be a lot either way because we're not gonna make money we're a ska band um <laughs> i did want to run back real quick just because you were talking about something really cool about you kind of getting into ska in middle yeah. school and stuff like that the reason i got into ska uh someone at a track meet like showed them to me on headphones and it happened to be someone that I liked. And so I was like, I'm going to listen to this and go to shows. And then like that didn't work out, but what stuck. Remember who that was? Like who you listened to at first? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The band was dance hall crashers. Oh, hell yeah. I was going to say the person's name, but then I was like, that's not what you're asking. Fortunately. Um, no, uh, the band was dance hall crashers. It'd be really, really funny if you had just like blurted their name. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh wait, no, that's not what you wanted. I, Doubt they will listen to this. Uh, n- uh, no offense to the exposure of your podcast. No, no, uh, none taken. But they still live in Texas. Um, <clears throat> so, you know. I'm also they're, they're huge in Texas. They're a good behind. So <laughs> everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. Boo. Including, wow. including my listenership. Lame. Yeah. No. Uh, so, so then I, I. That joke wears socks with sandals, Dad. Thanks. <laughs> not sandals. Crocs. All right. Look. Um, so dance hall crashers. Yeah. Dance hall crashers was the first ska band I ever heard that I like was aware of as a ska band. Um, went on from there to operation Ivy, common rider, um, you know, real big fish streetlight catch me Two, everything like sort of went from there. And then when I came to Denver from Texas, I came with no friends whatsoever. Didn't, didn't know anyone didn't have any money came with two duffel bags and a backpack. And the only way that I owe any of the love or friendship or home life or community that I've felt through the past, you know, almost 10 years was because I just started going to shows. Yeah. I just started going to ska shows. And then the very first friend I made at a ska show was Joseph Perales because he looked over at me after the show and was like, nudged me and was like, oh, hey, man, good skanking. 
And then that was it. Like we were friends. And nice. Like from then on, like I kept going to shows. I started to get to know bands. I met Ska Skank Redemption. I met the AOKs. I met the Dendrites, the Repercussions. Like, Ska Skank Redemption. Yeah. Jesus, what a name. What a name. Uh, they great were great band. Great band. They, so good. They they were uh, they played a lot of songs about Star Fox and Star Fox sixty four. Let me be specific. <laughs> the best one. The best one. And I'll fight anyone. Um, That's not a fight worth having. It's who not a fight, fight worth having. It's the best on one. That. If you say I Star Fox, Adventures. if you say Star, Star Fox, Fox Adventures, Adventures one more time, really... I'm kicking out of the house. <laughs> uh, no, and and then through that, like I owe everything in my life that I have right now: the community, the friends, the love, the support, the ability to express myself creatively to ska. Yeah. Like, I, 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 Regardless of whatever experimentation we do as a band into like hardcore and post hardcore and like punk rock and stuff like that, mm. I, I'll never want to stray so far that I lose ska. Yeah. And because for me it's it's so integral to who I am and who I what I've gotten out of life because you, of ska. Do you guys I wanna go down the line here. Sure. What was your first ska show? Do you remember? Uh, my first ska show was Real Big Fish and Streetlight Manifesto. I Do you remember it. where? It was at the Ogden. I think I was at that show. So, yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, no, that is true. That year is very dependent. I think I went with Curly and Ryan. That would have been like 2008 or nine. Yeah. The, the first ever like ska band I saw was Real Big Fish at Warp Tour 2008. So okay. I guess we could say that. All right. Uh, the very first ska show I ever saw was in my freshman year of high school, probably around 2006, 2005. I saw a band called Dance not Dance Hall Crashers. I saw a band called Uptown Creepers. Um, I saw a band called uh, Kevin Goes to College. I saw a band called Captain Bringdown and the Buzz Killers. Oh wow! Uh, they were from Austin. They were really dope. And then the last band was called Time of the Month, and their nice. mascot was a, a skanking tampon with a fedora. <laughs> so I, it was they were. Amazing. I wasn't offended until you mentioned a fedora. Yeah, he had a fedora. <laughs> it was it's ska. It's it's ska, not friend zone fedora. Uh, but no, no. And so like that show was at Sam's Burger Joint in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, with my best friend in high school, who I mentioned earlier that I had a crush on. Anyway, nice. uh, yeah, no, and, and so from then I was hooked. I yeah, was stuck. Absolutely. I, I love ska. Let's, this is going to sound really, really pathetic, but I have so little history with ska prior to joining this band. I mean, I grew up on like No Effects, Pennywise, Bad yeah. Religion, uh, like. I mean, no effects always toss the occasional like ska influence. Yeah, like kill all the white man. Yeah, yeah that exactly. kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't until James hit me up when we were working together at this pizza joint like three years ago. I'd be like, God, that was only three years ago. It was only about three years ago. <laughs> wow. And <laughs> we can talk about that later. Um, but he was asking me about uh, Atomics. Like they were short a drummer. He's like, you want to come and play drums? And I hadn't played drums for a band in you know couple years at least and i was like yeah i'll definitely come and check it out and i like i learned the the whole boots and cats beat yeah. in like a day and i was like yeah i'm a ska kid now so <laughs> I, i'm gonna say that my my first actual uh foray into the ska scene was uh actually the atomics oh nice so, all right uh actually likewise i have no nostalgic attachment to uh to ska whatsoever oh no I shit i did i After yeah that, i wish that i did yeah when i was when i i like my whole childhood growing up like I listened to my mom and dad's classic rock music, and then I got really into jazz for all of high school. Oh wow! Normally, you wait till you're in college to be a pretentious piece of shit. Were you like a band? I, were you a band yeah. geek though? Oh, absolutely! Oh yeah, absolutely. Were you guys all band geeks? No. Okay. No, I don't think any of them were. Okay, because just, at at my high school, uh, the when I told people I was into ska, all these band geeks, that it was like <laughs> it was like moth to a flame. I, I was in theater, so I was equally, too. Yeah. Um, and like at the time, ska was like the thing. So like the whole, th all the theater geeks were all way into it too. So like we'd all go see, you know, Mustard Plug and Less Than Jake and stuff. But, but the band geeks were all really into like ska because they're like, no, but it's like horns, but we're cool for a change. <laughs> Believe <laughs> and, it or not. And so I go, well, great. That's, uh, that's cool. 
Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I was before into, I got into the ska scene. My first ska show, I guess, to answer the question was a show I was playing in. Oh, nice. Okay. And it was so much fun. <clears throat> I would like to say that like having someone be our primary songwriter that doesn't come from a ska background has really helped us sort of find our own yeah, sound no, too. That's, yeah, totally. And like there, there would be times where I would, you know, show things to James and say, this is what I kind of want to emulate. Like we are the union for your strong, uh, kill Lincoln, mm-hmm. um, and, and sort of put point him in directions and he would still write something that was unique to that. Oh, nice. Okay. I can't, I do best when I'm taking from inspiration because I can't really copy things. Well, like I've tried to copy things very exactly and it doesn't work very well. For I gotcha. Me. It, it always ends up like, I I like to think there's just like a song in my head that I can't get out, and so like I will always come, no matter how analytically I like go at something, it'll always sound a little bit. Like That's me. really poetic. That's really beautiful. Oh, f- don't friendship stop. is important to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Wow, you're, you're an audio guy. Why are you hissing was, into the microphone? No, that was amazing misdirection. <laughs> I was waiting for it, waiting for it. And then he defied my expectations. That was a ska song. I think subverted was the word you were looking for. That was the greatest half into deceptive cadence of all time. Oh, God, I hate the deceptive cadence. So (laughs) my my first ska show was in 1999. I was in Houston, Texas at a club called Fitzgerald's. And uh, it was in, at the time, a rough part of Houston. Now all cities are getting gentrified, but... I remember the opening band was this local band called Secret Agent 8. I never knew what happened to him. There was a punk band that middled called One Hit Wonder. And then the Mad Caddies were the subheadliner. Oof. Every time you mention Mad Caddies, I'm just drooling. And Mustard Plug was the headliner. Nice. So it was Mad Caddies and the, and the Mad Caddies and Mustard Plug. And I remember going to that show. I'm like, why haven't I been going to shows sooner? Actually, and my, my very first show was like this local show. There were these bands out in golden colorado one was called uh ship shape and they were really good and then another one was called kids like these and kids like these were basically uh emulating the aquabats like really almost wish, note for note i really wish our trumpet player nicole had been here because she's a couple of years older than me and she would yeah. definitely recognize a lot of the bands that you but i mean that the the golden ones are irrelevant but the point is and I've said this already during ben the show. Ben just burnt very, very oh, violently. Stop. Why? <laughs> Don't interrupt. He's telling I a am really good story. I am so happy that there is ska music being made in 2018. Me too. Which is like one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you guys so much. So we're running out of time. Now is when we do plugs on the show. Cool. So where can people find out more, get in touch with Younger Than Neil? Plug anything you want. Cool. Open um, that beer. We are on Twitter at uh, Younger Than Neil. We're on Instagram at YTN underscore official. Uh, we're on Facebook. I think it's just – you can Google Younger Than Neil and pretty much find us anywhere. We're on Bandcamp, Spotify. I think that's the first thing that shows up actually. If you yeah. Google if you Google yeah. Younger Than Neil, you'll find us. Um, just don't type in Neil Young. Don't type in Neil Young. Um, it's going to We're going to print some shirts <laughs> that say still not a Neil Young cover band at some point. Um, I will want one of those. I would like to add that we are currently doing a GoFundMe. It's a little fundraiser to try and get some money to help pay for tour and for the recording and for the mixing and mastering of our album. It's an expensive process. And like you said earlier, uh, being a ska band, profits trying to split yeah. that you know, nine ways, there's no profit. It all goes right back into the band. So if you throw towards our GoFundMe, we've got some cool stuff. Like we'll play video games with you. James is really mm-hmm. good at Super Smash Bros. I'm good at anything on N64. Uh, we'll take you to Lakeside and ride roller coasters. We'll Nicole will bake you a cake. Anything that that uh you know that you want, we'll pretty much do. Just we need some money. <laughs> Be careful. Also, but, those I mean, things okay, just not, sound not everything. Fun. And, and just we just want to have fun with you for your money. Um, <laughs> like if we can do that. Basically, like we're literally just inviting you to come along to the shit that we do on normally. A basis but anyway. but like we'll pretend that we're a cool band and that it's exciting for you. Well, if Not you guys just a bunch of sad potato people. <laughs> if you guys have uh, WWF No Mercy on N sixty four. Oh my god, that's the best wrestling game of all time. <laughs> you get to customize your entrances. You yeah. get to make your whole moveset. That is the greatest wrestling game yeah. of all time. Uh, I'll it's pl- the black cartridge. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play you in it. Did Any you see? Day. Did you see Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Oh yeah. So if if you had to choose a contest against death, I'm playing that game because Ooh. I'm not losing against death. Ooh, 
I so. I'm willing. To, I I need to bust it out. I I don't right. know where my my cartridge of that is, but that is more important than ska. <laughs> To me is WWF No Mercy on N64. I'm with you. All right, Ben. Uh, it's it's like a stepbrother's moment. Did we just become best we friends? We just became best yep. friends. All right. That's a good place to wrap up. Younger than Neil, you guys are doing great work. I wish you guys continued success. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks so much, man. And that wraps up episode 180 of the John of All Trades podcast with Younger Than Neil. Fellas, thank you for the beers. Thanks for hanging out. It was an absolute joy. I hope one day soon we are playing WWF No Mercy together. It won't be next week. It won't be the week after because, as I said, I am off for a little bit, but new episodes coming soon. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. If communications needs, Deft can help you. Our sponsor is 4Degrees, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E-S. dot E-S. Building a website, reaching out through social media, doing advertising online, anything you're doing in the digital space. If you need to find an audience, 4Degrees will help you find that audience, get the right message together, and do it for a very attractive cost. So hit them up, number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Check out John of All Trades on social media. J-O-A-T pod is the handle for Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. Facebook is the only place for exclusive episode previews. Those go up on Mondays. New episodes drop on Wednesdays. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and the homepage. So, I'm going to bid you adieu for a short time. Dig into those archives on the John of All Trades homepage. And I will see you back here very, very soon. Until I do, say goodnight, Gracie. That's good, Johnny. The John of All Trades podcast is a part of the Denver Podcast Network in the shadow of the mountains. We speak.